Father, I am so thankful that the record has been settled. Whereas the only hope that many have in this world and even this country is to have a little debt forgiveness, such as with student loans and the like, I can say thankfully and boldly before your throne that my entire sin debt is forgiven because of the work you have done, our Lord and our Savior. And it is in your name we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to start off this episode, number 236, The Record, with a note that was sent to my wife and I uh, from Jennifer and her husband. It says, Dear Lynn and Andrew, I hope that this note finds you both well. She says, Lynn, I can't tell you how much your notes and texts of encouragement mean to me. It seems like they always arrive right on time. She says, Every morning I get up, I say, Psalm 118.24, which is, This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We have been praying for the physical and spiritual well-being of Jennifer's mother, and she says the news on my mom is not encouraging, but her faith will remain her focal point. Her and her sister have been coming up every Sunday to listen to gospel for our Christ First Hour. And she says that's been a blessing. And she wants to thank us for the encouragement. Well, thank you, my dear sister in Christ, for the encouragement. She also prays that my preaching would continue to be strengthened, a source of strength and encouragement to her family. And she asks that God would continue to bless the gift that he has given me and the talent. And she says that she's praying for our family uh, during these uh, difficult times. I want to thank Jennifer for this encouraging note, these encouraging words, and this blessing. Uh, she is a, a blessing to our family as well as all of our gospeled uh, listeners and supporters. So just thank you. Thank you for praying for this work. I pray that God would continue to use it mightily for his glory and for his glory alone. It's all him. I give him all the glory and I give him all the praise because I know where victory is found. And this victory is found in the fact that you and I, if we know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that we are born again. We are overcomers concerning this world. We have the victory. Some say, well, exactly how? Well, in 1 John 5, 4, and our reading for whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. This is a faith from God that always believes that Jesus is the Son of God. It will never draw back because this faith is from God. This same faith believes that Jesus is the Son of Man, 100% man who came to this world as a human being. 1 John 5, 6, This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness because the Spirit is truth. And it's by this Spirit that I have been born again. 
Notice that it says by water in this verse, because we see the same terminology in John chapter 3 that refers to the physical birth. In John chapter 3 and verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So here there's a clear distinction between that which is born physically and that which is born spiritually. We see this same division between that which is physical and that which is spiritual, even in our Lord. We see him as the Son of God, and we see that he is divine. Jesus Christ is divine as the Son of God, and he is the Word that was made flesh. His divinity is found within the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 1 John 5, 7, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Then some say, well, it says the Word. It doesn't say the Son. It says the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. Well, let's go to John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then in verse 14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelled among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So here we see that Jesus Christ is clearly divine as the Son of God. But at the same time, he is the Son of Man. We, we see this manhood of Jesus Christ. In verse 8, And there are three that bear witness in earth, the Spirit and the water and the blood. And these three agree in one. And it is because of this agreement between the flesh and the spirit in Jesus Christ that you and I can say that we have eternal life in him. It's not an if. It's not a maybe. It is the record. It's so much the record that I entitled today's episode exactly that, the record. 1 John 5, 11, 12, and this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. So you know, my friends, you know if you have this witness within you or not. It is undeniable. Verse 10, He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar, because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. This record is clearly spelled out in verse 13. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know, not an if, not a maybe, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. So my friends, you know. You know, my friends. You also know if you're in willful sin without repentance. How are we to pray for others in sin if we continue in sin willfully? Verse 16, If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask, and he shall give him life. For them that sin not unto death, there is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. So here's an interesting phrase. There is a sin unto death, or shall I say a sentence in itself. But here we see that there is a singular sin that is unforgivable. And I believe that 
we can find this unforgivable sin in another verse in the Gospels, which is the blasphemy of the Holy Ghost. Matthew 12, 31, Wherefore I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. Because it's by the Holy Ghost that you and I are born again. You blaspheme the Holy Ghost. You're you're not born again. As for the rest who are not in so much of an open defiance, maybe just in a state of ignorance, we are to pray for them. Pray that they find repentance and the forgiveness outside of this singular blasphemous sin. And for those who have blasphemed the Holy Ghost, save your breath. The scripture says there's no sense of praying for them. But God is the judge, ultimately. God is the judge. And if we're going to err on one side or the other, I would want to err on the side of prayer. (laughs) We can't pray too much, that is for sure. That includes praying for all of these gender-confused persons that I'm seeing flood social media with some sort of justification or validation uh, for who they think they they are. Uh, Libs of TikTok has been posting many of these. He's been scraping them off of TikTok, and I'll talk a little bit more about TikTok here in a second. But he came across one person who says that their pronoun is God. Because they don't have a gender and are existing and not existing at the same time. Now, I would say, let's pray for this person. But if you want a clear-cut example of blasphemy, this is, a, <laughs> this is pretty close. If not right on target. Now, none of this nonsense flows from that which is born of God. And this is why we must be born again. Well, you cannot even see the kingdom of God. First John 5.18, we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself, and that wicked one toucheth him not. Clearly the new man that wars against the old man in the flesh. But I highly doubt that many of us who are born again are going to find it necessary to battle against what pronouns we are. It's clearly demonic. It's clearly absent of the new man, especially those who would call themselves God. It's blasphemy. And then there are those who attempt to usurp the sovereignty of Almighty God, who believe that their righteousness is going to overthrow the wickedness of this world. In other words, they believe that their old man can handle things. Your old man can't handle nothing. As you can see, the old man by itself can't even handle its own pronouns. Little, let alone reforming this world or country. First John 5.19, and we know that we are of God and that the whole world lieth in wickedness. Why? Because there's two spirits within this world. The spirit of truth that we read about in verse 20. And we know that the Son of God has come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even his son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God in eternal life. 
There's no surprise at all that this chapter, 1 John chapter 5, ends in verse 21 with little children. Keep yourselves from idols. Amen. Now back to this TikTok. Yesterday I had created a TikTok based on our reading in Ezekiel chapter 17, which right now, by the way, has over 50,000 views. I was floored by the traction that it has gained. And I'm going to be working on this platform with a with the prayer and the hope to reach some of these some of these young people with the gospel. And I believe part of this is going to get them to understand that this country called America is not invincible. It's not infallible, very much fallible. We read in Ezekiel chapter 17, and if there was any mention of the United States of America in the Bible, it seems that this description from verses 3 to 10 would describe some sort of America at the very least. In Ezekiel 17, 3, And say, Thus saith the Lord God, a great eagle with great wings, long-winged, full of feathers, which had diverse colors, came unto Lebanon and took the highest branch of the cedar. So here we clearly see that there is a great eagle on a highest of branches. Then we go to verse 4. He cropped off the top of his young twigs and carried it into a land of traffic. He set it in a city of merchants. There is no greater country in this world at the moment as it pertains to merchandise, and that is coming in and coming out. So there clearly is a hub of merchants here in America. In verse 5, we see that it is a land by great waters. He took also of the sea of the land and planted it in a fruitful field. He placed it by great waters and set it as a willow tree. Clearly, we're by great waters. The open seas, the gulfs, and the great lakes. Some of the greatest bodies of water known to this world. In verse 6, we see an imperialistic nation. And it grew and it became a spreading vine of low stature whose branches turned toward him and the roots thereof were under him. So it became a vine and brought forth branches and shot forth sprigs. So we see how this vine has crept up all around the world, whether it be militarily or diplomatically. Regardless, we are the, the vines of America is spread out throughout the world. Verse 9, Say thou thus saith the Lord God, shall it prosper? Shall he not pull up the roots thereof and cut off the fruit thereof that it wither? It shall wither in all the leaves of her spring, even without great power of many people to pluck it up by the roots thereof. So here we see that this nation will fall. This nation will be greatly judged. And then in verse 10, We see that this nation exists in the west and will be destroyed by the east. Yea, behold, being planted, shall it prosper, shall it not utterly wither? Whether the east wind toucheth it, it shall wither in the furrows where it grew. All right, then we head over to the TikTok video uh, that I did, and I asked the question, is the USA in the Bible with Ezekiel 7? It's a video clip. 
And you can just scroll through these comments and you'll see many that say, yes, it's, it's Babylon. Then you'll see others say that it's Rome. Many saying that it's either the mystery Babylon, the whore of Babylon. But at the moment, there's 128 comments. You can scroll through them. Some flat out say that America is not referenced at all in the Bible. And this is what I will say. Whether it's referenced or not, you cannot deny the fact that America today is a type of Babylon. Is a type of what is being read here in this chapter. And I see this to be not only a repeat of history, but it's sort of like the repeat of rebellion and the the response of God thereof, much like the physics of this world. It's a formula. If you do X plus Y, you get Z. It's a formula. You think we would understand this rebellion just as much we understand, I hope, 2 plus 2 equals 4, even though that is being questioned as well today. Something else that is questioned is who owns the soul. Well, Ezekiel 18.4 answers that question. Behold, all souls are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. And we read about this, not only the corporal punishment that is potentially able to be experienced on this earth, but the second death as well, spiritually, for unchecked sin, for unforgiven sin, because the judgment of the wicked will come. Verse 20, the soul that sinneth, it shall die, the son shall not bear the iniquity of the father, neither shall the father bear the iniquity of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon him, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon him. We own our sin if Jesus does not own it for us. That is the only two-choice clothes you're getting because your parents are not going to be able to pay the price for your sins, your grandparents. No one can pay the price for our sin other than Jesus Christ. And this is why we read in verse 21, repentance and forgiveness. But if the wicked will turn from all of his sins that he hath committed and keep all my statutes and do that which is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. Now we know this is only possible through Jesus Christ, through the new man, the new man that does not sin. The old man that must be chained up that must be denied, that must be repented of, is not to be confused with the new man. It is not to be confused with the new man. But if you're not born again, you will perish in your sins. And God does not have any pleasure in this perishing. Verse 32, For I have no pleasure in the death of him that died, saith the Lord God. Wherefore, turn yourselves and live ye. Live, my friends, live. We also read in 2 Peter 3, 9 that the Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I'm thankful that 
by God's grace that I've came to repentance to put my faith and trust in Jesus Christ. I am thankful by God's grace that every day that I get up and that I say along with with Jennifer, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. With it with, in itself is a repent of heart, knowing that God is in control and that his mercies are new every single day. Praise his holy name. I'm glad that David, even in his ups and downs, was a man after God's own heart. He too was born again. He too knew what repentance was. We read in 1 Samuel 21, 10-12, And David rose and fled that day for fear of Saul and went to Achish, the king of Gath. Now, let me ask you a question. Where do you think this fear flowed from, his new man or his old man? And the servants of Achish said unto him, Is not this David the king of the land? Did they not sing one to another of him in dances, saying, Saul hath slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands? And David laid up these words in his heart and was sore afraid of Achish the king of Gath. Notice the old man as it fears other men and it lays up their words in our hearts, causing us to fear. This is not laying up the word of God in our hearts. This is not trusting God. And what does it do? It brings a snare, as we read in Proverbs 29, 25. The fear man bringeth a snare, but whosoever putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. I find a great snare within religious and political theater. And all I can say is good thing that the Lord is in control and that he even protects us from our own stupidity, like he protected David from his stupidity. Because things could have went very wrong for for David as he approached this king. Verse 14 to 15, Then said Achish unto his servants, Lo, you see the man is mad. Wherefore then, what have you brought him to me? Have I need of a madman that you have brought this fellow to play the madman in my presence? Shall this fellow come into my house? So it's here that this king saw the, the political theater from David. It wasn't necessary, but David allowed himself to go down that road and that path because of this fear. And I believe many times we forget the record that's already been established in Jesus Christ in our life and the fact that he indeed is in control. And then we want to make ourselves as madmen before this world by doing stupid things that are unnecessary thinking that we have to do these things in order to control the circumstances, taking this control away from God. For the record, my friends, for all of those who believe in the record sacrifice of Jesus Christ our Lord, He is in control. Trust in Him. Whatever you're going through in your life, Put it in your cupped hands and and, and pour it into the hands of the Lord. He hears us. He listens to us. It is written. It is finished. The record is complete. Psalm 55. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me and hear me. 
I mourn in my complaint and make a noise. Because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked, for they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pained within me, and the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. Lo, then would I wander far off and remain in the wilderness, Selah. I would hasten my escape from the windy storm and tempest. Destroy, O Lord, and divide their tongues, for I have seen violence and strife in the city. Day and night they go about in upon the walls thereof. Mischief also and sorrow are in the midst of it. Wickedness is in the midst thereof. Deceit and guile depart not from her streets. For it was not an enemy that reproached me. Then I could have been born it. Neither was it he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. Then I would have hid myself from him. But it was thou, a man, mine equal, my guide, and mine acquaintance. We took sweet counsel together and walked unto the house of God in company. Let death seize upon them. and Let them go down quick into hell, for wickedness is in their dwellings and among them. As for me, I will call upon God, and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon I will pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Yet delivered my soul in peace from the battle that was against me, for there were many with me. God shall hear and afflict them, even he that abideth of old, say la, because they have no changes, therefore they fear not God. He hath put forth his hands against such as be at peace with him. He hath broken his covenant. The words of his mouth were smoother than butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet were they drawn swords. Cast thy burden upon the Lord, and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. But thou, O God, shalt bring them down into the pit of destruction. Bloody and deceitful men shall not live out half their days, but I will trust in thee. I pray that this episode of Gospeled was a blessing to you. And if you would like to become a team member of this Christ work, simply pray. Pray that God would use this podcast mightily for his glory. Share the episodes wherever you can and support with a subscription if you're able to do so. We are in this together, Christ friends. Keep up the good fight.